questions. Um, I, I see Montana's here from our Knoxville office. So good to see you, Montana. Montana. Uh, uh, great to see you last week at the grand opening. Um, okay, we're going to get to some us. questions. Um, and I, I love this first one because um, we're getting a lot of comments um, on, a, on some recent posts on Facebook around uh, testosterone levels in women. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give some, some context here. The question is what are normal testosterone levels for women around ages 45 to 60? And then give some, some context as far as where she's at. Uh, my test results to recent blood work show my level at 396, six and Dr. P uh, Patrick thought that was very high. So, uh, at my appointment, he had me do more blood work to see if there was a mistake uh, a week later, it showed 189, uh, which still seemed high. So he adjusted my hormone cream and still feel like it, it feels like it may have dropped too much. Um, so I'm, I'm sure this is something that's, uh, that you see a lot. First of all, is it, is it normal to get that much of a variance week to week uh, on a yeah, level like that? It can be. I mean, it can, it can flow around a little bit depending on absorption. If you're on the cream, that's why I really like the pellets, you know, over anything as far as a uh, method of putting hormones on. Um, but yeah, you were running on high test and now you're running on premium. So, um, you know, really there's no normal testosterone levels for women. Um, you want to get the level that you feel the best with. Um, and if you look at my podcast from today, I talk about testosterone pellets in women who have had breast cancer. Um, I hope you'll look at that and you'll share that with women that need to hear this message about, you know, because they've had breast cancer, they can't take hormones. Well, they probably can't take estrogen or progesterone because most of them are ENP receptor positive. Um, but you can take testosterone, which is really the one that makes the biggest difference anyway in the way you feel and you know, and with everything. And the deal about that is if, if you go to my, um, my podcast from today and also, um, I can, you know, Ben, are we going to print up some of these, um, studies that, uh, you know, we have had with, uh, that I sent you about, um, testosterone being so beneficial to women with breast cancer. So not only can you use testosterone unless you had a triple negative, uh, pathology on your breast cancer, which is a rare one, more aggressive one. That means you're negative for estrogen and progesterone receptors negative, and also HER2 negative. You, you should not do testosterone in that case, but that's a rare aggressive type of breast cancer that you need other aggressive forms of treatment. But um, for most all the other, um, well, for the, all the other forms of breast cancer, once you finish your treatment, for breast cancer, then you can get testosterone pellets. And especially for those women that have to use tamoxifen or letrozole that just wipe all the estrogen out of your system and cause a lot worse symptoms of menopause than you're normally going to go through anyway. Testosterone pellets, in my opinion, are the answer. And the deal about it is not only will you feel a lot better, it decreases your chance of recurrence of breast cancer. So maybe about up to 40%. So most people just don't know this. As you know, women, you may not know, women have way more circulating testosterone in their bodies than they do estrogen by 20 times. So testosterone is an important um, hormone for women. 
It's the one they come in and thank you for the most. So as far as levels, there's really no normal level. Um, you know, and, and in women that have had breast cancer, I use a little bit more testosterone in their pellets than I do in women without a history of breast cancer because they need to bind up some of those estrogen receptor sites. Also include anastrozole in their pellet as well, which is an estrogen blocker. It's an aromatase inhibitor. It's not one of the real potent uh, estrogen wipeouters like, um, you know, tamoxifen or letrozole. So it doesn't have the side effects of that those do of osteoporosis or increase uh, chances of cardiac events and blood clots. So it's very safe, very mild. But the testosterone itself uh, is a major deal for women. And so there's no really normal level. Um, you know, most women that I see like their level over 100. Now, sometimes if you're getting up over 300 and you're having facial hair, the only side effects I've seen uh, with testosterone is you could have a little facial, a little bit more facial hair. I don't see it a lot, but sometimes, a lot of times postmenopausal women have this anyway. So you just laser it off. You know, I rarely see acne uh, with testosterone in women, but occasionally. Um, but it, it's just a great thing. You know, I always make sure that when I give unopposed testosterone that um, a woman doesn't have pre-existing cardiac disease. Um, but then, you know, that's just part of our normal workup, say, when you get a Cleveland panel. But uh, look at uh, testosterone. So, you know, you might like a level of around, you know, 200, 150, 200. That doesn't bother me unless you're having too much facial hair from it or for some other reason. You may have some other side effect. Um, you know, mo people think, well, I'm going to get too aggressive with um, testosterone because it does increase your libido. It enhances muscle development. But, um, you know, it's really, I, I just see better moods from it, almost more calm, focused moods. Testosterone is a memory hormone. Um, so, you know, if you certainly if you can't have uh, bioidentical hormone replacement because of breast cancer, then look into testosterone because it's also very bone protective, but very brain protective, also takes care of a lot of the symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings. So um, think about testosterone. It's amazing that docs just don't know much about it. Um, but, you know, I've dived into the studies. I have experience with thousands of patients and doing it, and it's, it's just an amazing, great treatment for women. So the, the fact that they went from 396 to 189, could because it dropped that much, do you think that's why they're they're feeling like it might have dropped too much and maybe they might maybe. be maybe I'm not sure if they changed your dose or not or just wanted to recheck it to make sure it wasn't, you know, an abnormal variant. Um, sometimes when I get a lab test that, you know, I'm not sure why, I'll just recheck it just to double check because laboratories do make errors, um, depending on how long the blood sat around, etc. But um but yeah, um, you know, it still may seem a little high to you, but it's really not that high. Just go by, more by how you feel. And certainly we check all the other levels because you could get a little aromatization of testosterone to estradiol. So keep an eye on as we always do uh, with all these, all these patients. Uh, so I thought it helps you. Don't freak out. Get it checked out. If you're feeling great, I'm okay on a, a little bit elevated level. 
I, I, I see a comment here from, from Robert on one of our posts just asking, uh, curious what negative side effects you see most in testosterone therapy in women. Uh, I'm hearing from you that it's uh, maybe uh, sometimes facial hair. Is that the only thing you're seeing? Rarely acne. Okay. Um, I've seen, I've seen if, I mean, gosh, you could, there's a couple other, you could get clitoromegaly, you could get a little bit deeper voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually that's going to be a pretty high level in a prolonged situation. So, um, you know, just monitor it. Um, you know, they, women need about an eighth to a 10th the level that a man does. And on a men, I like to keep their level 900 to a thousand, somewhere like that. Um, but you know, I just see better mood changes. Some people say, well, I may get too aggressive, but I just don't see that. They just feel better. They're more likely to have more energy to go work out, build muscle, which burns fat, better memory. And, and I think it goes to show, you know, it is important to, you know, kind of uh, continue to get lab work, continue to kind of monitor it, um, you know, so that you can take advantage of all the benefits and, and maybe avoid some of these side effects that, that I'm sure, um, you know, many women don't want to don't want to go through. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. Thank you for that, Doc. Great question that came in over email. Um, this is uh, one about melatonin. Is melatonin pregnancy safe? Uh, so can you take melatonin mm-hmm. while you're pregnant? You can. Of course, they don't do studies in pregnant women, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, melatonin is not going to hurt you with pregnancy. Um, I just take the normal dose that you've always taken and help you sleep. Pregnant women a lot of times have um, sleep issues. Um, I've even seen some reports that it may prevent uh, complications of pregnancy, like preeclampsia and things. So, um, you know, where your blood pressure goes out the roof. So, yeah, I'm fine with melatonin during pregnancy. All right. Thank you for that. That came on Instagram. Uh, Just a reminder, guys, we're getting ready to go to live questions. So if you have a question for Dr. Rogers, go ahead and put that in the comments. We're getting ready to uh, jump in the comments here in a couple minutes, and we're going to answer your health and wellness questions. Uh, Steve, I see you, man. So glad to have you back here on Tuesdays. Uh, Steve Nice is, uh, of course, from Digest Shield. Uh, So, guys, make Steve feel welcome again. Say some nice things about Digest Shield. Goodness, come on. Let's say some nice things about it. Uh, We love love some Digest Shield. It works great. It works great. (laughs) Uh, thoughts on getting testosterone shots after breast cancer on letrozole. Now, um, you talked a little bit about this with the first question. Um, yeah. letrozole was something that you mentioned in the podcast today. Uh, what would you say to this? Yeah. Uh, pellets, um, don't get shots. One shot's okay to get you going, but, uh, pellets, you get more of an even level and we'll use an astrozole with it which is another milder, milder uh, aromatase blocker for, for estrogen. But definitely because when you're on letrozole, you know, it's a heavy hitter that cuts all your estrogen out. And certainly there's a lot of side effects from letrozole, um, like hot flashes, night sweats, mood changes, things like that. Uh, with letrozole, which really is more effective um, for preventing recurrence uh, of breast cancer um, than tamoxifen, 
but it you see more osteoporosis with it and probably more cardiovascular disease um, than you do the tamoxifen um, but what you see more osteoporosis with but um, you know some women just don't they won't take it you know I've had women that just won't take these even though uh, their oncologist has recommended them. And certainly there's a lot of evidence that it cut, cuts down on, uh, you know, recurrences and helps treat those hormone sensitive, uh, breast cancers. But, um, certainly, um, there's, uh, and you have to take those things for years. So you're talking about years of going through these bad symptoms. And again, I'm not against it. Follow your oncologist advice, but, there's another thing you should do, and that's testosterone pellets. Um, you know, you had, not only will you feel better, like I said, you'll have about a 38 to 40 percent decreased risk of recurrence of breast cancer. This Dr. Rebecca Glazier that I talked about earlier, I always have a hard time with her name, but um, that I met out in California, or maybe it was Vegas. But anyway, she's been doing it for years. She's had zero recurrences of breast cancer on with t pellets and uh she's done a lot of her own studies you're not going to see massive studies because testosterone is off patent you know big pharma can't make money off of it so you're not going to you're just not going to see the research or the the information um which reminds me of a story i want to tell you in a minute about how doctors get their information uh for the way they practice medicine um that i heard this week so, um, you know, certainly um, if you're on letrozole and tolerating it okay, you can add a tea pellet. Um, very helpful for you. Um, so do your own research and, and look at the, the evidence and try it and see how you like it. But the thing I was going to tell you about um, uh, <laughs> something that came up that reminded me of that was one of my patients came in this week and uh, was talking to her her primary care doctor about who'd been in practice many years, over 30 years, about as long as I have, you know, how he, you know, stayed up to date on the way he practiced medicine because he, she had asked him some question he really wasn't familiar with, which is fine, common, but uh, he said, I'll be honest with you. Um, I learned, uh, I keep up to date through the drug reps. It's kind of a sad commentary, isn't it? I, that's a true story. That just seems wild to me. Yeah. Doctors are busy. Yeah. You know, they don't have a lot of time to, to do research unless they really get into it. Maybe have a niche area, but it's so hard for primary care doctors to keep up with everything. So, um, yeah, that was his answer. And he's a, he's a pretty good dog, too. But I thought that was kind of telling and kind of scary in a way not uh, that drug reps don't have a lot of knowledge they do about their super, particular product yeah. but they're going to push that product they need sales so they're not going to talk to you about if they're pushing a cholesterol medicine about your diet at all they're just going to want to put you on a pill so um I but put, anyway i want to put this up for you uh my man alex is here uh alex of hey, course alex. Uh, was uh, was in the was was he in the the white the the Kingsport house? Um, yeah, he was in the annex, and he uh, did a rotation with us. He's about ready to finish PA school. Man, uh, he's from LSU, and I told you, Alex, that we were going to beat you this year, uh, UT football. <laughs> 
And it turns out we're even better than I thought we were. We're going to win the national championship, Alex. You know? and, uh, Alex didn't come here to, you know, for, for us Tennessee fans to, to uh, is it gloat? Is, is gloating a word? Um, we have to gloat a little bit. It's I mean, been so long since we could even brag a little bit about our football team. I mean, you know, yeah. LSU, they, they won a national championship just a few years ago with Joe Burrow. And, uh, you know, and it, it actually after the game with us, they really turned it around. Uh, but, but Alex, man, I, I've, I've known Alex good. since he was, uh, since he was a, a young, young gun uh, over in Oak Ridge. It's so great to see you in here, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Alex, Jeff, Alex is going to be a great PA. Yep. I would go to him in a heartbeat. He's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of, he's very smart, has a lot of good common sense. And, you know, he's going to be great. He can do anything he wants. He's, he's, he's turned into a Vol fan. He, he's turned into a he really that's amazing i'm really happy about that thank you alex <laughs> uh i, uh, I want to say uh, uh hello to to chuck i met chuck uh, uh or i got to see him uh, in knoxville a few weeks back and uh and it was just such a pleasure uh to get to see some of you guys in person and chuck man it was just so nice to meet you thank you for uh for being with us uh here tonight we're going to make sure we get to your question um all right let's get to to this question here um, I began Monjero, Monjero, I still, it's still up for debate uh, how to pronounce it. Uh, I began Monjero last Monday at five milligrams, took two shots so far. I have no energy and no motivation, just so tired. What can I do? Uh, Monjero is, of, of course, one of those GLP-1 uh, agonists, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a hot thing right now. People are loving Monjero. Yeah. Yeah, I do like Monjero too. It's also got another little thing besides uh, the semiglute. It has a GIP in it. It works uh, as well. But, you know, I wish you'd started out at 2.5 milligrams. That's where you're supposed to start the first four weeks. It, maybe if you started out a little high, I usually start people at 2.5 for a month and then go to five. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes when you're adjusting uh, – especially with something as potent as these once a week shots that delay gastric emptying and uh, they kind of suppress your appetite and, you know, things are adjusting metabolically with you. So I'm not surprised you're tired. You're probably a little nauseated too. Um, but you can either, I'd probably just move my dose back to 2.5 where I should have started in the first place and see how you tolerate that. And unless you're having really severe problems, kind of get through it if you need it. I don't know if you're a diabetic or if you just need to lose weight, but um, cut back the dose to uh, half of what you're taking for a month and see how that goes and uh, see how you do. Now, if you get severe stomach pain with it, you're vomiting and stuff like that, stop it. You know, you need to try something else. But uh, that's what I would tell you to do. Uh, thank you for that question. Is there uh, real quick? Is there a a huge difference other than I, I know I know insurance is a big part of uh, you know these GLP ones. Is there any difference really between Monjero and Ozempic? Um, yeah, there's a lot of difference. Yeah, oh, so there is there is difference. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. It, yeah. They're two different drugs. One of them has a little more in it, the GIP um, yeah. part of that in the Monjero. So, I mean, they both work. You know, but. Uh, you know, I've used I've used a lot of both. Ozempic was there first. I've I've got a lot more experience with Ozempic. 
Um, uh, all right, guys, we're going to jump into the comments here. So if you've got a question for Dr. Rogers, uh, we're going to answer it here live for you on the Performance Medicine Show. I'm going to put this up from, from Dana. Uh, Dr. Rogers needs to put an infrared sauna in his new building next door in Kingsport. Uh, for patients, that's the red house uh, she is talking about. Um, what you're going to have to do, Dana, is you're going to have to go through Katie for that. And if you can, if you can put that past Katie, then we might we might have to uh, to do it. But but no promises. Um, I would not want to go through <laughs> Katie for that. Uh, we just. But I love my infrared sauna. I really do. Yep. Um, the thing about it, they're not that expensive, and you'll sweat like crazy. So you know be a major cleanup of sweat uh, after each patient in there. Uh, and I don't know if it'd work out in that small an office, but, you know, ideally I love the infrared sauna. And I like, uh, gosh, I love to have a nice hard shell hyperbaric chamber also for patients someday. It seems but, uh, uh, we can only hope. It we seems Stephanie, hope. Stephanie mentioned it to you. So, so Dana, you've got, you've got some advocates here, uh, on the, on the infrared sauna. We're so pleased with that red house, um, man, we're so pumped to be there and, uh, seeing patients in that building. Um, all right, let's get to the questions guys. Uh, let's get here from Jack. Um, Jack is asking, I'm unable to sleep for more than a few hours a night. I take magnesium and HTP five at bedtime and I'm on keto. I don't feel stressed. Maybe the doc can help. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you know, insomnia is pretty common. You know, I've had it myself, of course. Um, through, I think mine came mostly through years of going back to the hospital in the middle of the night, taking call, all that stuff, which I don't do anymore, fortunately. But um, there's other stuff you can do. Um, I don't know what all you've tried. Um, you know, whether you tried melatonin, uh I like CBD. You know, we have the we have the CBD uh, nighttime version that we came up with. It seems to be pretty good. Um, you know, sometimes I use a stress formula. If you have that that mind chatter at night where you, your mind just won't quit turning over, I like L-theanine. We you know I have our own stress formula that has L-theanine, saffron, and ashwagandha. That's really good. You know, you need to get into a pattern. Of mm. course, you need to do all the normal stuff like sleep in a dark, cold room uh, without any, uh, you know, lighting or anything like that in there. And I'm not even against using short term sleep prescription sleeping medications to get you in the, you know, in a, in a routine to where you uh, can get into a sleep pattern. Sometimes it takes a week or two of taking those. Um so think about some of the other supplements you may take. Uh, um, I love the CBD. I take a little melatonin myself, the long acting type. Um, and you know, there's come talk to us about some of that. You know, there, there's some, there's some ways to get a good night's sleep, but you need sleep. I don't know if you have sleep apnea. If you, if you've had a sleep study, I love my aura ring that tells me exactly how much sleep I'm getting how much REM, how much deep sleep I'm getting, latency, how long it takes me to fall asleep, while my O2 sats at night, how much I'm moved. Um, I love my aura ring. You have no idea how you sleep unless you can kind of measure it. And a sleep study is not out of the question either. Well, what, what, with the aura ring, what are you looking at more? Are you looking at the REM or the deep sleep more? 
both they're both uh, they're both uh deep sleep what we call deep sleep but REM is the dream state but it's a restorative sleep like stage four deep sleep is um you know rapid eye movement but those two are the ones that are restorative those are the, the two that you pay attention to all right Tells your body temperature at night you may be sleeping in too hot a bed um, it's just a great tool for learning how to sleep and that way you can measure it and you can try different things to see if you slept better what, what how how much time before bed are you taking your melatonin are you are you doing an it like hour. an hour an hour yeah all right let me uh same thing with the cbd nighttime that i take all right thank you for that jack let's get to roel's question on youtube um doctor what are your thoughts on semaglutide for weight management i love it i love it you know, basically that's Ozempic and Mongero that we've been talking about. But semiglutide, you're probably talking about the compounded form, which is available. You know, we order a lot of that if uh, insurance won't cover uh, the other two. But it's still a once-a-week shot. I mean, I've used it thousands of times. I love it. You can't take it if you've had pancreatitis or medullary cancer of the thyroid, which, you know, I've never seen a case of that. Um, so unless you've had pancreatitis, it's pretty reasonable. It's once a week shot works great for weight management. And those ways I just talked about delaying gastric emptying, uh, you know, decreasing the glucose output from the liver, hits your appetite control center, makes your insulin work better. Uh, great. It's, it's been my favorite tool for the last two years, at least for weight loss. All right. Thank you for that, Roel. Uh, I want to get to, to Lisa on Facebook. Um, I've had a pretty bad gastroenteritis. The top of my stomach hurts pretty bad and I'm bloated terribly and can't even lie on my stomach because it's so sore. What can I do to help this? I hope you're not taking semiglutide, but, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know how long it's been going on, but I mean, you could have an ulcer. Uh, you could have a hiatal hernia. You could have gastritis. Um, you could have um, a lot of inflammation in the stomach. It sounds like the top part of your stomach, which is your stomach and your duodenum. Um, you know, you may even need a uh, lipase or amylase to make sure you're not suffering from pancreatitis. But how long? I don't know how long this been going on. You can certainly settle your stomach by. Well, number one, slow down on what you eat, avoiding, uh, you know, I'd, I'd almost get on a, you know, clear liquid diet for 24 hours, maybe some broth, um, that type of thing. Um, and I'd go ahead and I would take some Pepsi AC, maybe even some Prilosec short term, to see if you can see if cutting the acid out of it will help you. Um, I don't know what your bowel habits are like, but or if you take a probiotic or you have a history of IBS, that type of thing which is a more lower uh, bowel problems, but um, you've irritated your stomach, it sounds like. I don't know if you've been taking some non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or uh, the bloating, you can certainly take um, even gas X, but uh, definitely get on some digest shield. I mean, that's a no brainer. That's the best gut product for daily use I've seen. Um, you may need some of the other stuff I mentioned for rescue to get it calmed down. You know, because that needs to be looked into if it's persistent. Um, 
I sent a guy today had something similar for a scope test to see if he had um, an ulcer, Barrett's esophagus. There's also a bacteria called H. pylori that causes most ulcers. So if it doesn't get better with those measures, you need to uh, get that worked up. Uh, we did a explain this episode on H. pylori where Robin Riddle details that exact thing. So uh, you might want to check that out over on YouTube. If you just search for H. pylori performance medicine, it should show up. Um, we got uh, we got a Digest Shield fan right here. And Julie, thank you so much for putting that in there, Julie. Thank you for being here. Um, one thing I've noticed really? as we're as we're talking here is I just feel like is that like a retro vol shirt? It just seems it is. It just yeah, seems outdated to me. It's very outdated. Like um, did you get that at Costco? Actually, Ben, um, this was given to me as a present many years ago. Well, you you know um, you tease with Nike now. It is? You tease with Nike and that's not Nike. Oh. Is this Adidas or what? No, I I don't know what that is, but it, it just seems old to me. And all I care, it is old because I'm old, <laughs> but it's also orange. You know, it's the orange color, so that's why I'm wearing it. You know, I'm not quite as up to date as you, but we got to get you. You know, I spend most of my time, you know, not with the fashion world, but my my nose buried in a book, <laughs> or talking with patients. You know, I don't have time to keep up with shopping. This is true. You know, maybe you can give me something for. Present, you know, present for Christmas. Uh, ben has access to all the current UT Vol paraphernalia. Ben was an All-American tennis player at UT, so he has access to all the coaches and the swag they have over there at the field houses, and you know, from top to bottom, he has it. So, first of all, um, I, I've I'm never not privy to that. You know, when I played tennis for one year at UT, I was a walk-on. Hardly ever got to play. <laughs> you know, Ben was an All-American, so we're on different levels. You know, I, he's I've, talking. He's at a more elite level. I've I'm, never, I'm just a working man. I'm a blue-collar working man. I've never heard you player. use the term swag before, and I, I think we have 40 people with us here live. I don't think they've heard you use the word, the term swag before either. So That's uh, a pretty cool word. I used it over – I heard it over the weekend, <laughs> you know. Well, we got to get to Chuck's question here. Uh, Chuck is asking, would LDN help with severe arthritis in the knees? This is a great question. It is a good question. You know, if you have bone-on-bone -bone osteoarthritis in the knees, it's probably not going to help you much. Um, you know, I use LDM for a lot of different things. Um, but it, because it's, 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 it does have a great anti-inflammatory effect, but, you know, it's more for those autoimmune diseases, like say you had rheumatoid arthritis or um, there's like, or you have lupus or, Parkinson's, Sjogren's, or um, MS, or fibromyalgia. Um, it's got a lot of uses, but more for the autoimmune type things than, you know, if your knee's just plain worn out and it's bone on bone. Um, a lot of times you will still have some cartilage in there. What I what I really like for that's the PRP injections. You know, as you know, if you watch my blogs, I had both mine done. Jill, uh, my PA and amazing PA in Bristol, with all the ortho experience, injected both my knees painlessly, and it really helped my knees a lot. So, you know, I don't know if you've tried uh, that or maybe Cinevisc, 
but um, I'm just not sure LDN is going to help that. Um, it does se seem to help a lot of different types of pain, um, but I'm not, there's no real guarantee on that. It wouldn't hurt you to try, um, you know, a month of it and see. So um, I'm not so sure if it's bone on bone, it may not help that much. All right, Chuck, thank you so much for, for that question. Speaking of Jill, we had, uh, we had such an amazing, it was a first annual, um, provider, it was a provider conference, uh, for all the providers at performance medicine this past weekend. And, uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is Jill did a, a presentation, uh, for all the other providers on PRP and, uh, and, uh, what, what, what was the other one? It was PRP and, um, was it stem cell or was it just PRP? I think it was just PRP. Just PRP. We didn't talk much about stem cells, but it was it was incredible. Uh, shout out! We have uh, we have eight, eight providers now: um, Margo in Fountain City, Robin in Knoxville. We had Fran, shoot Fran, Jill. Uh, goodness, Amber was there. We have Andy, Andy. Yeah, goodness, the whole crew the was there. Critique. I mean, we everybody. It was, all, it was all. amazing. Uh, all right, let's get to a, another question here. I want to get to Lucille's, and I hope I. I hope I say this right. Can you speak to remnant cholesterol versus high LDL? And uh, Lucille, if I if I uh, if I didn't put up there right, C, if uh, is CBN supposed to be in here? Um, what's your thoughts on this? Is that does that question make sense to you? Not really. No. Um, you know, when we do the Cleveland panel, we break it up into the, all the particle size and all that. Maybe one of the most important things about, um, you know, non-HDL uh, cholesterol, which is probably what you're talking about, um, you know, you got VLDL, you got chylomicrons, you got a lot of different particles. But probably the most important thing is the APOB, mm. which represents the, the the size of the particles of your LDL LP little a is important, which is an inherited form of particularly bad LDL particle. We also look at like how much, what your oxidized LDL number is. So, you know, we do a pretty deep dive on, on that, but um, I assume that's what you mean. I, I, the, one of the last patients I saw today, I was going over her Cleveland and she had, a moderately elevated total cholesterol of 230, but her HDL was 97. Her, her um, triglycerides were like 65. So her family doctor wanted her to go on a statin. And I told her she didn't need a statin. She had a zero calcium score with no risk factors. So I would not put her on a statin. Um, but, uh, Lu Lucille, anyway. if I, if I messed that up, let, let me know. And I'll make sure we, we go back to that. Uh, if I, if I messed up the question, um, until then I want to go to, let's get Steve up here. Um, did doc ever reveal his current daily stack of vitamins and supplements? And he did, he did. And what yeah, he went over that. You must've felt fallen asleep last week when I did that, Steve, you know, you may have narcolepsy. No. Um, where you fall asleep without any reason. Steve's been working hard, man. He he was he was work. He's been working every Tuesday night, and uh, we're just we're just glad to have him here uh, this evening. Uh, what we'll do, Steve, is we'll get I'm, you a clip of that. But I'm glad was, he is here because I, I'm looking forward to my 
starter kit for my sourdough bread. Yes. She's going to get me started now. That's going to be my new hobby is making my own sourdough bread, which is the only <laughs> bread I'll eat. Um, but I, love I look it. forward to that. I think Steve's been having his own sourdough going for what, 30 years, maybe, or maybe longer. I, I want to say he's had this starter for over 30 years, Steve, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I, I think it's a, it's a, uh, a, a, pretty a pretty good starter i know that uh he, he's he's been he's been doing this for uh longer it, it became cool i i, I feel like uh the last couple he of was years. doing it way before it was cool yeah way before yeah so uh shout out to to he all was the, cool before it was cool he all really this all the sourdough uh bread makers in here um okay let's get to let's get to another question here where am i at i think i Miss one. This was. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Carol is asking: Are people having issues getting uh, Mangero filled? Uh, Katie, you can uh, chime in here as well uh, if you're seeing anything um, from from patients. What What are you seeing, uh, Pop? Um, you know, I don't think they're having that many issues getting it filled. Um, you know. If you have to do a PA, a prior approval on something, it's always tough to go through it. But, um, you know, because I write it, I don't have to deal with the, the things the nurses have to deal with. So Katie may be able to tell you more, Katie or Sherry, about that. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of complaints about it, I don't think. All right. Well, uh, um, I, I let Katie chime in on that. I'll be on the lookout here for for a comment around that. Uh, Steve is saying that the starter came from Mona Lisa's twelve years ago. Oh. You can't. That's a great restaurant. You can't mess this up. Okay, I, I hope I don't. You know, <laughs> I love this. You know, I can't really fry an egg, but I'm want to. I want to be good at, be, at baking uh, sourdough bread. Um, well, I, really I, got, I have. I have a feel that I'll be good at it. And plus a house will smell really good with that too. I may not eat a lot of it. I won't, but, um, you know, during that eating window, a little local raw unpasteurized honey on a little bit of sourdough bread. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, I, I hear, I hear people coming down the stairs. That means we're, we're heading towards the end of our show. Uh, thank you for putting that in there, Steve. Uh, Dr. Ike is going to be coming on. If you have any last-minute questions for Doc, uh, go ahead and put them in the comments. I'll try to uh, do a, a little rapid-fire here over the next uh, couple of minutes as uh, Dr. Ike comes on to say hello, uh, to say good day to all the to all the uh, uh, performance medicine show attendees. Um, I see Elena here. Um, what is Doc's take on berberine for weight loss and a recommendation for a brand? I like berberine, uh, you know, especially if you're insulin resistant. It's it's kind of like metformin without the stomach issues that metformin can sometimes give people. So it's almost, I call it the natural metformin. Uh, so and I do use metformin for weight loss as well. It just kind of combats insulin resistance, which is a major cause of weight gain. So and I like life extension with that. I'm sure there's some other ones like maybe now or some things, but the one we have is life extension. And I think it works pretty well. Super um, cool. Great thank, question. Thank you for that, uh, Elena. Um, uh, it seems Katie's saying we we uh, sell the the now brand now. as okay. well. 
That's right. Uh, okay. Super cool. Uh, Roel, thanks, man. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you you being here tonight. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate every one of you. Thank you guys for hanging out with us every single Tuesday night um, at 7 p.m. This is where we answer your health and wellness questions. Uh, doctor, are we going to have a Dr. Ike appearance tonight, or is it is it not? Um, I don't know if, if we have a Dr. Ike appearance last tonight or not. <laughs> if he comes down here, we'll see him. You know, I hope he comes down. <laughs> Uh, a few more things, guys. If you are in the Kingsport area, uh, Emily Curitan, our brand new licensed medical esthetician in the Kingsport office, Kingsport Red House, open house November 1 through 11. Uh, so if you're around uh, the Kingsport locations, go check out Emily. Say hello. Um, she's doing free skin consultations and complimentary brow or lip wax. Uh, lip wax excuse me. Uh, so go ahead and check her out uh, over the next couple of weeks. And uh, if we have no more questions and we have no Dr. Ike, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to call it a an evening. Um, we're going to let Dad go get some new UT gear. Um, you only got five days. I'm going to go to the mall tonight if it's still open. If we still have a mall here, I'm not sure if we do. All right, Pop. Um, I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Ben. Tonight. It's been a great – we'll get Ike on there next week. I think maybe – he might have been misbehaving a little bit. That's why he's not down here because I heard I heard Jitty yelling at him. So last uh, night on Halloween night, he got out and got in the mud after he'd just been groomed and clean. He, he looked terrible last night. The mud was caked all over him. We were bathing him at 11 o'clock last night because he was awfully dirty. But uh, that wasn't a lot of fun either. <laughs> Well, uh, he is a good dog. He's a pup. He's a pup. Uh, oh, it seems um, particle size. So Lucille was saying particle size. Uh, so let me try to answer this real quick for mm -hmm. her. Um, so this remnant cholesterol versus the particle size of LDL, uh, I'm assuming, is what we mean. Oh, I'm not sure what you mean by remnant cholesterol. I'll have to check that out. But particle size matters. ApoB is probably the most important thing on on that panel and then maybe oxidize ldl then the lp little a but again total cholesterol um and ldl and hdl by themselves just don't tell the whole story um all right well guys thank you so much lucille we'll, what we'll do is we'll follow up on that next week um and and we'll We'll get a uh, hopefully because because the Cleveland Heart Panel is such a big thing, it's such a, a a big part of what we talk about here uh, with with heart disease. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much, Dad. Thanks, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, man. Guys, right. we love you. We're out. And where's my outro? Where's my outro? See you guys. Love you. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.